0: Thanks for that introduction, amen, and uh, kind of reminded me of that, and uh, I had something just not on my heart that kind of went with the service, but anyhow, and uh, I told the preacher afterwards, we had got to go eat that Saturday afternoon before we went out of town, and I said, really, I feel foolish now, uh, upper arguing with the preacher, and, uh, but anyway, I appreciate the man of God. And, uh, you know, really, that's a great responsibility. You don't want to get in the way. And uh, so I appreciate that. First uh, Samuel chapter 9 tonight, I'm kind of uh, going to deal a little bit, I guess basically a little bit about the man of God again. I really believe that's what the Lord would have us to do. And I've looked up the phrase, but Chris, the man of God. And what I want to preach on tonight Uh, Really just three simple uh, thoughts, but I want to preach on some benefits from the man of God. Some benefits from the man of God. I am grateful that we have a man of God. I really believe that there's nobody in here who would argue with that, that God has given us a man of God, and I appreciate that. I don't have to bow my head uh, anywhere I go to tell them that, Brother Gravely is my pastor, I thank God for that, and that he is a preacher, and he loves the Lord, and I thank the Lord for that tonight. And so I, I, I hope the Lord would help me to convey uh, what I, I'm trying to say tonight, and I believe that he will, and uh, I'd appreciate that. Look with me in verse 6, if you will, uh, 1 Samuel chapter 9, I appreciate the Lord allowing me to be here today, and I love the church, and I love the man of God. And I appreciate the privilege of being able to be uh, here looking for great things for the Lord in the future of the Bible Baptist Church. Amen. And look in verse 6. The Bible said, And he said unto him, Behold now there is in this city a man of God, and he is an honorable man. And all that he saith, coming surely to pass, now let us go thither, peradventure he can show us our way that we should go. The Bible said that he is an honorable man. I believe that we can look at Hebrews and find that we honor the man of God, first of all, because of his call. He said in Hebrews chapter 5 that no man takes this honor unto himself but he that is called. And I I dare say that we know that God has called uh, uh, Brother Gravely to preach, amen. Amen. We honor him uh, tonight because of that call that comes from God. Now, uh, when the men of God, uh, that are real men of God, uh, we don't volunteer for this job, we get drafted, amen. Amen. And so, uh, thank God for the call upon the man of God's life. But not only that is character, Uh, The Bible said in 1 Timothy chapter 5 and verse 17 that a man of God that rules his house well is worth double honor. And I believe that he rules his house well. I believe that sister gravely allows him to do that. Amen. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, But I believe, uh, I I remember, of course, when I first met him, his children were still home. And I believe that he tried his best uh, uh, to rule his house well. I'll be honest with you. I've I've seen a lot of preachers down through the years uh, that when their children became teenagers and their children be one, uh, became worldly and wanted to go the way of the world and dress the way of the world that the preacher uh, uh, begin to let up uh, that they might compromise with their children but I thank God the man of God didn't do that tonight I appreciate that fact about him uh, that he had character enough and you know what sometimes I don't have any children but I can imagine uh, uh, how that you would feel as a man of God uh, and your children be upset with you but you know you got to do right uh, and stand right hallelujah and thank God for a man of God who has some character tonight uh, that stood hallelujah amen uh, uh, while he's raising his family thank God amen hallelujah he's an honorable man can I say the Bible said uh, here in this verse that that he's an honest man that he said everything he said surely come to pass I believe that he is an honest man Three other places I want to look at quickly. I believe the benefit of the man of God in this passage, they were seeking advice. Saul and his servant were trying to find out what had happened to uh, the donkeys, and and they were looking for them, and they came to the man of God uh, for some advice. And you know what he said? He said, the man of God will show us our way." And you know what? The man of God, you know what he's trying to do? He's trying to show you uh, your way. I thank God for every message that I've ever been preached to by the man of God I'm glad hallelujah you know what I came up in the old time way I came up under preaching I'm telling you he preached against everything he preached against things that wasn't wrong if you had a mustache my pastor wouldn't even let you in the choir amen that's just the way that he was but I thank God for every message that I ever heard from the man of God that preached to me uh, and he loved me enough uh, and you know what he's doing? He was uh, showing me uh, uh, the way. I thank God for a man of God and a blaze a trail and make a path uh, uh, that you can follow and it help you uh, uh, to get into uh, the old time way. I thank God that he led me uh, in the way uh, that he led me uh, and helped me to fall in love with Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm here Tonight, because of, of preaching. Amen. Amen. You know what happened as a young man? The man of God preached and it created a hunger in my heart for the things of God. Hallelujah. I fell in love with Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Hey, because of the man of God. A benefit from the advice of the man of God. First Kings chapter 20. Uh, we can see that there's a benefit from the advancement of the man of God uh, that help us uh, uh, to be delivered from the enemy. Uh, can I say that there there is an, a benefit of the advantage uh, of the man of God to warn us? You remember about Elijah, how he or Elisha, how he warned uh, he warned the king of Israel about the places of the enemy. Now, you know what the man of God uh, does tonight? He warns us uh, about the places uh, where to stay away uh, from the enemy. He warns us uh, about uh, the places, amen. Uh, Sometimes people say, well, I can't believe the preacher said we ought not go there. Uh, you ought to thank God that the man of God is trying to keep you away uh, from the places uh, uh, of the enemy, amen. Uh, not only that, uh, but they warned him uh, uh, from the plans of the enemy the enemy amen i tell you you know what the plans of the enemy are uh, to destroy uh, and to disrupt uh, and destroy your life uh, i tell you what uh, thank God for a man of God uh, that'll preach to us uh, and warn us about the enemy amen i tell you what he's after you he's after your family tonight but I'm telling you the man of God uh, will preach the word if you'll listen tonight and you'll take the word of God and apply it to your life uh, and your family uh, you can keep from the devil destroying your family. Amen. 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 But I tell you what I want to get to tonight. I believe that the greatest benefit from the man of God is preaching to your children. Preaching to your children. I want to look at three things tonight. I believe that if your children are going to benefit from the man of God. I believe that there's some things that you're going to have to do. Can I say, first of all, if you went to 1 Kings chapter 17, you re- there's a story about the widow woman there of Zarephath. And there's some things about that passage of Scripture You, of course, know how that she told the man of God that she was going to go make a little bit for her and her son and they were going to die. And the first thing, you see, I want to say is that uh, if you're going to benefit your children uh, from the man of God, then you have got to trust uh, his word. You've got to trust his word. Amen. Uh, Can I say, first of all, uh, that uh, uh, there was fear. Uh, You know what Elijah said to her? He said, fear not. I think sometimes, preacher, that maybe uh, that people are afraid uh, uh, when you preach on how to live uh, and you preach on music uh, and how to dress uh, and women how they ought to dress uh, and men how they ought to dress. Amen. And you preach on that and maybe the, the parents feel like uh, if they enforce that uh, that they'll they'll make their child mad. I've heard people say, well, my boy will run off uh, or my girl will run off. I don't want to lose them. I'm telling you Freanna, you've got a better chance of keeping them by keeping them under the man of God that loves them enough to preach to them. Amen. I'm telling you the man of God loves your family and he loves your children and the best thing you can do is trust his word. Amen. 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 I believe that she had to overcome some fear. Then the Bible said that in verse 14 that she had to trust the faith. She had to believe. Our brother talked about faith tonight. Isn't it wonderful when you get to experience that yourself? You know what? You just got to believe that God meant what he said. When the man of God preaches to your family and your children, you've got to trust God that his word is real and hallelujah God will do what he said he will do amen Amen. and amen you know what the preacher's been here 20 years already and no doubt there's some of you that have already raised your children underneath the ministry of the man of God and you have found out that God's word is true and if you'll obey it amen and trust him word and believe what the man of God is saying. I tell you what tonight I believe what the man of God is saying. Amen. Amen. Whatever he said to do I would do it. Amen. Hallelujah. I believe the benefit is that you've got to trust his word. But can I say in verse 15 she had to follow. She had to follow what the man of God said so she went ahead and she went first and she made that for the man of god as he commanded her to do then he told her he said he said the meal's not going to run out and the oil's not going to run out You do as I tell you to do, and God will take care of you. Uh, Can I say this right here tonight? Uh, Following the man of God is not criticizing uh, what he said. Uh, There's no doubt uh, that maybe some of you tonight has gotten uh, there at the supper table, and you criticize, uh, and you said, can you believe the preacher said that? Uh, Can you believe uh, that he said the things that he said? I'm telling you, if you criticize the man of God tonight and you don't trust his word, I'm telling you, you're hurting your children if you criticize them in the presence, Amen. I'm telling you, friend, oh, listen, you better not criticize, but you better follow the benefit of the man of God with your children. It's trusting his word and following and not criticizing it. Amen. Number two, and not ignoring His word, thinking that you, you've got it ironed out yourself. You're going to do it your way. Man of God, don't preach what God said. Can I say that God's word, Hallelujah, is right, no matter what we think or say. No matter what we think or say tonight, Hallelujah. The benefit, the benefit is trusting His word, and God will help your children. Amen. Number two, trust in his worth. You remember the Shunammite lady? You know what she said? She said a few things. 2 Kings chapter four. Number one, the perception she had of the man of God. She said he's a holy man of God. You better teach your children to respect the preacher. Do you know how many churches I go in that people come up to their pastor and call him by the first name. That's right, brother. I, I won't even do it uh, as far as disrespect. But I'll just use I'll use Brother David's name. Hey David, how you doing today? That's what they say to their pastor. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Are, are you kidding me? Teach your children to respect the man of God. See, she had a perception that he was a holy man of God. See, brother Danny, we know. We we know that he's made out of the same stuff we are. But God has put a call upon that man of God's life. He has separated him to be used of God, amen, for the Bible Baptist Church and he is to be respected as such. And if he says that we're to do this at 9 o'clock in the morning, then we're to do that at 9 o'clock in the morning, amen. We're to trust his worth, amen. We're to trust his word. If you're going to raise your children, I'll tell you what tonight, I don't want to hurt your feeling, but there's no doubt some of you, you know what you've done? You've ignored the word of God that that man of God has preached uh, and your children, they listen to garbage music and they watch garbage they ought not and when they get up grown uh, and they go out of church uh, and they don't want anything to do with God don't you blame the preacher because he uh, laid it out there and told you and loved you uh, and tried to reach your family amen I'm uh, telling you, uh, you ought to treat uh, him with respect amen benefit for the children. Amen. I wonder what your children hear you say about the preacher. I wonder when he comes over how that he's treated. I wonder if the kids wonder what the preacher's doing here the way mama talks about him. huh? Or, or the way the things daddy's been saying. What's the preacher doing here? What in the world? I can't believe what the things mom and dad said about it. God help us tonight. Amen. I'm telling you, we've got to trust his worth if you expect God to use him to help your children. Not only the perception, but number two in verse 10 of that chapter, the provision that she gave the man of God, the bed and the table and the light. You know what? We, brother... Blake was kidding. He said, I wonder if someone would have stood up and said, praise God, we're with you. Let's give them $100,000 because I don't think we've got that much in the bank. But anyway, he said, I wonder how many people would get mad. I wonder really if there's anybody, and I doubt it. I believe Bible, from what I know, I believe Bible takes good care of the preacher. I really do. And you know what? God honors that. God honors that. God will bless the ch- You know one reason why that God keeps doing and blessing the church? Because we keep doing and helping for the man Amen. of God. Amen. And the man of God has a heart for other people. Brother Grable is one of the givenest persons I know and I thank Amen. God for that. Amen. But she provided. You know what? You need to teach your children that the man of God ought to be provided for. Amen. I, I'm not lying. I, I've been, and I'm sure Brother Chris has too, I've been in some pastor appreciation days and they get up and they say, Well, we want to give our pastor a little gift, and it's like $75. You know, $75. You understand what I'm saying? And they got $10,000 in the bank, and they give them $75. And when they give it to him, you could tell that there's no heart there. They're just doing an obligation. And boy, they're making him rich. They gave him $75. Amen. Uh, God help us. I Thank God for uh, the provision for the man of God. Amen. I'm telling you, you'll never go wrong uh, being good to God's man. Hallelujah. Uh, you'll never go wrong. Uh, I'm telling you, God always honors. Uh, he always honors uh, being good to his man. I thank God, hallelujah, I'm glad I'm part of a church uh, that believes in being good uh, to the man of God. I uh, bless the Lord. Uh, I say hallelujah. I think it's right and I think it's good and I'm glad tonight that I'm a part of it, amen. Amen. I, when I first had joined church there in North Carolina several years ago and it was Christmas time and I, and I went out and bought a few things for the man of God and his family. And uh, I, 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 I spent $250. And, and uh, I was getting ready to go to Cleveland vacation Christmas time. And, and the treasure came up. He said, when do you want your check? And I said, what check? Oh, someone had put a check in for you. And guess what it was? It was double what I spent on the preacher. You see, you can't outgive God when it comes in for provision. You need to teach your children that it's good to be good to the man of God. Amen. Oh, that's right. Uh, You see, I wonder tonight if anybody really, really uh, worries about how good uh, God is to him. Amen. I'm telling you, you can't be good enough. I say that we've got to trust his worth. Not only the provision, but she said we need to go to the man of God and trust his prayer. You know what? You need to teach your children that they need to put confidence in that man of God to help him pray for them. I believe that God will do things because that man of God prays. I'll shoot him a text or I'll call would you please pray about this matter in my life I need some help from God and I believe God will listen to my pastor I believe that there'll be a benefit amen you know what and he listens to the church I've got a niece hallelujah a niece that got born again because of the prayers of God's people and because of the prayer of the man of God amen oh Ian e. bound said uh, that God moves uh, according to the prayer uh, of his people. I believe things get done uh, because we pray. Isn't it good to have a man of God uh, that gets a hold uh, of the horns of the altar? I'm glad, hallelujah, I got a man of God uh, that's for the Holy Ghost uh, uh, that gets in that secret place uh, and he gets in touch with God. I'm glad, hallelujah, I know I can go to him uh, and put my burden upon him And ask him to pray. And I know he's going to get in touch with heaven for me. Amen. 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 Perception. Provision. Prayer. Of course her son had died. Later in that chapter. She went and got the man of God. You know what? His passion. That love that he had for that boy. The labor. He walked back and forth, but Chris, you know what? The man of God will labor for your children. Now, can I say this? (laughs) Maybe some of you, your child may be small, but you lay out sometimes and you don't bring them to the house of God. And there may be certain nights that God would have dealt with your children, but you laid out and you just stayed at the house when they ought to be in church. Amen and amen. You know what I thank God? I didn't have to worry about After I got saved Dad got saved two years later And I never had to worry about If we was going to church or not I just knew we was a going Amen Whether you wanted to go or not Amen And you better not fall asleep I've, I've had a, a few of them paddlings Amen uh, For falling asleep in church And so you know what I thank God Hallelujah That I was raised uh, with a, to, to go to the house of God And it created a desire in me uh, uh, to go to the house of God but I'm telling you it might be uh, uh, that you, hey, you haven't put your children in the house of the Lord and then when they go away uh, you wonder what in the world happened it might be because of uh, uh, the Wednesday nights you laid out uh, uh, the Sunday nights you laid out that God uh, had a plan uh, to do with your child uh, and to speak to them uh, and to show them uh, their need for Christ. Uh, I'm uh, telling you God will work with your Children, if you I thank God and obey and listen to the preaching. Amen. Amen. The benefits. I believe we need to trust his worth. But I don't say lastly. We need to trust his work. If you go to 2 Kings chapter 6, he's dealing with the sons of the prophets. <laughs> now Brother Chris, you know what they said? They said, this place we're in, it's too straight for us. Which means it's too narrow. I know some of you like to say, oh, praise God, too straight. No, that's not what I am talking about. I talking about it's too narrow. It's too small. They said we need to go to another land. <laughs> do you know what the man of God is trying to do for your children? He's trying to take them over to another land. It's called Canaan. It's called Canaan's Victorious Christian Life. The man of God, through his preaching, is trying to take your children over to another place. I appreciate the man of God that I came up under who created a hunger in my heart not to be satisfied with just the norm, not to be satisfied with this old crazy world but created to desire in my heart. I thank God to go where the milk and the honey flow. That created a desire in my heart. Hallelujah. To get along with God and to read and to pray. And you know what the man of God is trying to do? He's trying to get your children to fall in love with Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh yes. I thank God for the man of God that's trying to take him somewhere. He's God. hallelujah, he's got a place Victory that is trying to take them to. He's trying to get them, hallelujah, where they enjoy on a walk with God. He's trying to get your young men where they'll say amen, where they'll raise their hand, where they'll take a lap down the aisle and fall in love with Jesus, where they, hallelujah, will become the next deacons, where they will become the next preacher. That's what they're trying to do. That's what he's trying to do. He's trying to get you to go to a place of victory. He's trying to get you to enjoy be saved, amen. Amen. They said, this place is too narrow. He said, good, let's go to another place. Hallelujah. When he preaches, maybe he gets on some things that get a little close to your heart. He's just trying to take you somewhere. He's just trying to take you somewhere. There's not a one of us that hadn't been preached to that it hit us right between the eyes. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Then you have a choice, Brother Chris, to accept it and say, God, help me, because the man of God has a goal. He's trying to take me somewhere. I I remember Brother Rains had made the statement. He said, "I, I took that first crowd. I took him over to Canaan. He said, but the second crowd is about to kill me. You see, not too many ever made it over there because it's a land of sacrifice. It's a land of selling out to self. But that's what he's trying to get you to do. He's trying to get you to a land, hallelujah, a place of victory. Then he's trying to get you to a place of vision, they, they, the Bible said that every man cut down a beam. Brother, Brother Blake, he said every man cut down a beam. He said, let's, let's go to work. You know what the man of God's trying to do? Brother he's trying to get this generation to go to work. He promotes you to go soul winning. He promotes you to give to missionaries. Do you know that it isn't an obligation? Gation as much as a privilege to be able to give money to send across the world to invest in the souls of men. I'm glad somebody invested in me. I'm glad somebody put fuel in that old van and came and picked me up. Took me down the house of God where I got born again. I'm glad somebody was willing to invest. Hallelujah. He is trying to take your children to a place of victory. He's trying to take them uh, to a place of vision. You know what I appreciate mean? Uh, Brother Laddie was talking before service. Uh, here the preacher got up and talked about uh, the land being paid off by the end of December. Uh, you know what? Thank God for a man with a vision. A lot of places I go, they don't have any. Uh, they're satisfied with 25 and 30, and they're satisfied with what they got. I wouldn't be satisfied with that. I uh, thank God for a man who has a vision and is trying to get that to your children. Amen. Amen. The benefit of the man of God, he's trying to make a place of vision in their life. He's trying to make a place of vastness. in You know what the Bible said? He said, old man of God. Of course, the axe head fell off. He cut down that stick and he put it in the water. And the iron did swim. You know what God's doing through you, preacher? He's showing these young people that he's still alive. And he's still working miracles. He's still... He is still making the iron swim. I'm glad our God isn't dead. And I'm glad, thank God, that the man of God has, uh, thank God, a vision for the next generation. I'll be honest with you. We're in trouble across the land. If you young men and you young ladies don't step up, we're in trouble. This older generation... Is passing off the scenes. As dad always testifies. Don't have a hundred years left. That older generation. Is a passing off. We need. Another generation. We need another generation. We need some young men. That'll say I want to go to Canaan. I want to go to Canaan. I'm glad I remember I climbed up the stairs my daddy's house and I got on my face I said Lord I want to go to Canaan I'm tired of living where I'm at I want to get where the milk and the honey flows I want to obey and walk with you oh I'm glad hallelujah for the day oh thank God I'm glad for a man of God who helped me see the way And we need you tonight more than we ever have. We need you young married couples more than we ever have. We need you to fall in love with Jesus and run to a place of victory. Hallelujah. And enjoy the Lord. I want to say thank God. I'm glad I'm saved tonight. And it's a joy to serve Jesus. I'd rather be an old time Christian than anything. I know. Hallelujah. Can I say Oh, uh, young people, it's the best thing that you'll ever do, amen, is serve Jesus. I'm telling you, it's the best thing, hallelujah, it's the best thing that you'll ever do uh, is serve I say, I say, glory, hallelujah, amen, I say, hallelujah, glory, amen, hallelujah. The benefit of... From the man of God. He's trying to take you somewhere. Let's stand if you would please. But Dave's going to get a song. Oh, some young people need to be on this altar tonight. Asking God to help you to get a place of victory. Maybe mom and dad want to pray with their children. As we sing.